Good morning and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. My name is Jason Warren Griffiths. I'm the head pastor here. And on behalf of the team and I, I'd love to say welcome. Glad you're here. Linda's bright and shiny. I can see her smile even though she's in a car and it's rainy outside. Uh, I, it's uh, May 16th, 2021 for those listening at home with the podcast. And um, I just want to let everybody know committee's meeting later this afternoon be in prayer for your leaders i know you guys have been uh, faithful and diligent in doing so but just a reminder uh, this is stretching on everybody myself included right and so uh, let's continue to be patient with one another continue to be patient with uh, the weather changes and uh, continue to be grateful god takes care of us amen I heard a huge amen from in there. That's pretty, this, uh, this whole COVID thing might turn us into Pentecostals after all, right? Look at that. There's giggling and everything. There's people listening. What? Everybody's awake? What? This is awesome. Rob, you look good. Handsome, handsome young man. All right. I got an announcement, mainly just one. Next week is Pentecost. It's the birthday of the church. We celebrate the day when the Holy Spirit came down from heaven and created this second exodus people that we at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant are a part of. And so we're, we're breaking out, yeah, we're breaking everything open. And be, be invited to any or all of this. Uh, immediately after the service, we'll have a lunch, a picnic lunch, bring your own lunches. And hopefully it's not raining like this. Hopefully we got some sun. But even then, if, we, if it's raining, we, we roll up the punches around here. That's what we're known for, right? Just flexibility. That's kind of in jest, but we're getting more there, right? Uh, and then after that, we're going to take some flyers and introduce ourselves to the neighborhood and um, pray. You know, like there's a book out there called Draw the Circle. And it's a pretty good book, but the best part of it is the introduction. And they asked this revivalist that was in the 1800s over in Europe, what was the key to his revivals? Why did so many people, do you, do you, do you think, came through the Lord through you, through you? That's what they asked this revivalist. He said, it's easy. I would start every day on my knees and with a piece of chalk on my hardwood floor, I would draw a circle around myself and ask the God in heaven to start a revival within that circle. And that's a little bit of the heart behind why we're going to walk around and pray um, around this neighborhood. So join us for any or all of that. Let's... uh, I'm speaking mainly to myself. Let's slow down. Take a breath. And immediately after the call to worship, we'll dismiss our students and our youth and our children. So they're going to be doing the whole, they're going to be worshiping the Lord by growing in knowledge and truth, right? So let's hear this call to worship. It comes from Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. And if you're able and willing, please stand, even you at home on the podcast. It says something what we do with our bodies. 
What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. His passion is to remain true to the word of I am, meditating day and night on the true revelation of light. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. Let's worship the Lord in spirit and in truth with, by singing, We are God's people. And children and youth, you are dismissed.
forgot one announcement also. On Tuesday, we'll be back here in the choir room at the jam at PCC. And then also, in lieu of children being dismissed early, we get a moment for mission from Marsha Millar. Good morning. I'm here today on behalf of the mission committee to talk about the Syrian-Lebanon partnership network of the Presbyterian Church USA. The countries of the Middle East region continue to experience major social, political, and economic shifts with uncertain outcomes. We all hear the news, but aren't really sure of what's going on. And I certainly can't give you those answers. But what is sure is that the people of the region have been impacted significantly. The Syrian-Lebanon Partnership Network brings together Presbyterians to facilitate partnership with churches and church-related ministries in Syria and Lebanon. Priorities of the network include supporting the capacity of the church there, supporting leadership development, and theological education. We have a history here at PCC of giving to this mission. In the past, we have helped by sending special offerings to the Winter Relief Fund, which helps war-affected Syrian families with fuel, electricity, and water. Other funds were provided for helping with schooling, excuse me, medication, and rent. In addition, as part of our mission giving, we have annually designated portions of our PCC mission giving to this network. The war in Syria has now gone on for 10 years. Although the fighting has slowed, they are still in war. At the same time, the living situation has not improved. In the last one and a half years, the Syrian currency has depreciated tremendously. This has led, among other things, to average salaries decreasing to a $15 a month, while inflation continues to spiral up. I listened to a webinar recently giving me an update on this. A Reverend Salam Hanna spoke to us from Syria. He asked us to pray for the Syrian people. They are in a drastic situation with electricity. They have four hours of electricity a day in his town. The last time he could get gas for his car was three months ago, most, mostly because of the fuel shortage. He quoted from Mark 8 in this webinar, and this is where the disciples are in a boat with Jesus and they're arguing about having only one loaf of bread with them. Jesus finally chimes in, reminding them how he has fed 5,000 people with only five loaves. Syrians are simple, he's similar, he said. They are in the same boat with wind and waves and only one loaf of bread. But he says, Jesus is with us, was and still is with us. We survive only because of him. He has given us more than what we need and what we expect. He went on to say that the Syrian church responded from the very beginning. They gave help to all people and continue to do that. He said, we are a church of true love, not a church of empty rituals, a church of hope, nothing is impossible for God. Wow. The mission committee will be praying about how we can 
can hold up our brothers and sisters in Syria in prayer. And we ask you too to pray that God would speak to the PCC leaders that we will have a listening ear to know where God is leading us. Thank you. Remember that our Lord Jesus can sympathize with us in our weaknesses, since in every respect he was tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with boldness approach the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us together confess our sins against God and our neighbor. For failing to love others as you have loved us, God of grace, forgive us. For wasting your gifts and hoarding our goods, God of grace, forgive us. For plundering the earth and abusing the planet, God of grace, forgive us. For fearing those who are strange to us and ignoring those in need, God of grace, forgive us. For losing heart and abandoning hope, God of grace, forgive us. For all the ways we turn from you, God of grace, forgive us. We offer our prayers in the name of the one who saves us, Jesus Christ. Amen. Do not fear, says the Lord, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. God is doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. By the grace of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. to love about you heaven and earth adore you kings and kingdoms bow down son of God you are the one you are the one you are the love that frees us you are the light that leads us like a fire burning Son of God, you are the one, you are the one we're living for. Sing, 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 and make music with the heavens. We will sing, 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 grateful that you hear us when we shout your praise. Lift high the name of Jesus. 
What's not to love about you? Heaven and earth adore you. Kings and kingdoms bow down. Son of God, you are the one. You are the one. You are the life that frees us. You are the light that leads us. Like a fire burning. Son of God, you are the one. You are the one we're living for. Sing, 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 and make music with the heavens. We will sing, sing, sing. Grateful that you hear us when we shout your praise. Lift high the name of Jesus. Sing, 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 and make music with the heavens. We will sing, sing, sing. Grateful that you hear us when we shout your praise. Live high the name. Sing, 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 and make music with the heavens. We will sing, sing, sing. Grateful that you hear us when we shout your praise. Live high the name of Jesus. When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than song For a song in itself Is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to heart of worship it's all about you it's all about you Jesus I'm sorry Lord for the things I've made it when it's 
It is all about Jesus, right? Is this thing on yet? Let me check. Is this thing on yet? Oh, good. Thank you very much. Uh, we're still in our series on uh, the epistles of John. Um, and a couple things before we, and today we're covering a whole epistle. You should be proud of yourself. We're going to do a whole letter right here. It's just one chapter, but still, uh, I'm proud of you. Uh, there's a couple things. He never, he never really signs this letter. We know it's John because he calls himself the elder. And in the Greek, um, the word right there is Presbyterian. It's Presbyterios, or, or where we get Presbyterian. And I was reading uh, a commentary. And it says, uh, Presbyterian literally means old. <laughs> old person. And so I was like, okay, okay. Uh, this is kind of, it's kind of discouraging. But then you read further and it, it has not just, you don't become a Presbyterian just by getting older in the Greek. It's, in, it's implied that it's the, it's the wise older person that has weighed all the options, that has answers and lives out truth. And it made me actually, it reminded me that God has called me to this denomination and God has called me to you folk because if I were to sum up the heart of this local outpost, it would be Presbyterian. It's wisdom. I'm thinking of Dr. Linda Martinez, uh, chair of the worship committee until Don Beard took over. Um, I'm thinking of all the wise voices that when I wanted to come back in here and start setting off fireworks, they kind of held me back and they made me realize we proceed in love or we don't proceed. That's the gospel. So as I introduce this text, I just want to remind everyone, um, be patient. God has us. And we're, we should be praising God because nobody amongst this flock suffered greatly because of COVID. We have family members. But God is protecting us all the way through this. And uh, he deserves the credit. He deserves the honor. But he used wise vessels like the people next to you in the cars and the people next to you sitting in the Fellowship Paul, and even if you're listening at home, hear this. I'm proud of you, and I, th I thank God for you. Um, we're doing step-by-step -step wisdom, remaining in the word, remaining what God calls us to. Maybe I shouldn't even read. That's the sermon. Amen. Are you okay with that, Mark? No, yo, no Mark's like, okay, I, we don't listen to Mark. Hold on a second. The second thing is, he refers to the church in this little letter 
as a young woman. And it reminded me when I was living in Michigan, there was this character, and that's how you describe it. His name's Cork. Uh, he always wear jeans. He, I like, even when he, I, I saw him swimming in a pool with jeans on. I saw him shoveling snow off of his roof with, je- with jeans and cowboy boots on. Just picture what it, like man. You look up a dictionary, in the, look under man, and you get a picture of Cork. He sounds like a cross between John Wayne, Johnny Cash, and the Lord. You know, he's got this gravelly, you know. Uh, but every time he would walk up to me, the first thing out of his mouth was, how's your bride? And it was just dripping with affection. And that's, that's how I picture John describing us and the church that he's writing to. The beautiful bride of Christ. The beloved. Let's open our Bibles to 2 John. The elder to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth. Because of the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you. Be with us. From God the Father and from Jesus the Christ. The Father's Son in truth and in love. I was overjoyed to find some of your children walking in the truth. Just as have... just as we have been commanded by the Father. But now, dear lady, I ask you, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but one we have heard from the beginning. Let us love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard it from the beginning. You must walk in it. Many deceivers have gone into the world. Those who do not confess that Jesus is the Christ whom come in flesh. Any such person is the deceiver and the anti-Messiah. Be on your guard so that you do not lose what we have worked for. But may receive a full reward. Everyone who does not abide in the teaching of Christ but goes beyond it does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. Do not receive into the house or welcome anyone who comes to you and does not bring this teaching. For to welcome is to participate in the evil deeds of such a person. Although I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you And talk with you face to face, so that our joy may be complete. The children of your elect sister send you their greetings. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
he starts by introducing himself. He's the, old, he's the elder. He's the wise one. And this is to the church, the beloved bride. And he asks the question. And I'd like to ask you a question. What are the signs of life? Do you have any nurses or doctors? Anybody ever watch a television show that has nurses or doctors? They usually look for a pulse and they usually look for breath, right? Amen, anybody? Okay, perfect. Has a little horn. Do you hear that? I like that horn. That's a courteous. He answers that. This is not life, but this is spiritual life. What are, the spi- what are the signs of a spiritual life? First, he mentions walking in truth. I get a word picture of a bubble that is truth. And those of us that are called to be disciples of Jesus the Christ step into that bubble and never leave. It's like a force field. And where that truth calls us, we go. We don't say any, you don't ask questions. You just follow the truth. We walk in the truth. You can plug in last week's message. Obedience rooted in love, right? We sit for a second or two. We realize that God absolutely adores us. And in that order, after realizing God absolutely adored us, he adored us so much and loves us so much he sent his one and only son, you can't help but follow his voice wherever it leads. Amen? And another one is, so this is if you're spiritually alive, obedience will be flowing from you. Therefore, if obedience isn't flowing through you, check. Check the connections. Check the connections. Do you realize how loved you are? Check. Do you know what the truth is? Open your Bibles. Check. Walk it out. And then once again, spiritual health. What's John been saying all the way through? First John, right? If you were to sum up John, Jesus' best friend, and now he's John the Elder. He's this wise dude with an awesome beard. That's how I picture him. What's he about? I ask this question a lot, and I think because it comes up in Scripture a lot. What are you about? Here's my little commercial for the jam. We met uh, the first Tuesday of this month, and it's the first time in a long, long time I had that outlet. And here's a, here's a plus to the jam. I've never played with a professional drummer. Dusty is the best drummer I've ever been in contact with. And when we had the jam last time, 
I didn't care what everybody else was playing. I had my eyes locked on Dusty because he had he has this chops, man. He could ridiculous. He does these ridiculous moves, and I'm just like strumming the guitar, just having fun, just letting out energy. Uh, if you were to sum up me, I'm about music most of the time. That's the confession. We got Lloyd. He's all about root beer. That guy won't stop talking to me about root beer. <laughs> you got SC people. You got UCLA people. You got car people. What's John about? Love. That's all he talks about. It's the only thing that matters. And every time you come into contact with anything that John has written, especially the gospel, it knocks my music off the stand. It knocks all these other things. And rightfully so. Music is enjoyable, but it's not nearly as life-fulfilling is receiving love from God the Father through Jesus Christ and loving people as we were intended to love people. Right? And N.T. Wright, this is the first time, it might be the only time, I study a lot of N.T. Wright's commentaries. Uh, this might be the only time he prays. And it's on this, it's on this passage. He says this. Let me let me read some stuff. And then, if anybody doesn't know, N.T. Wright is the Archbishop. He was the Archbishop of Canterbury. He he's written commentary on most of the New Testament. He's written a book a week. It seems like he's a profound thinker. He's excellent. He's actually friends with Tim McCalmet, which is kind of drives me crazy. <laughs> My predecessor, like, has, I can call like N.T. Wright, and he calls him Tom. What is that about? Anyway. Uh, he writes this. This is what N.T. Wright says. Love is not then the optional extra to be added when everything else is sorted out. It is the thing that goes on round and round, like blood circulating in a healthy living body, or to and fro like good strong breathing. That's actually how John's writing works here and elsewhere. Breathe out. The commandment is that we should love one another. Verse 5. Breathe in. Love means keeping the commandments, verse 6a. And underneath this, there's the further commandment that you should keep on living in accordance with it, verse 6b. And this is where he says, love is what matters. If only the church had allowed this to sink in and transform its life from generation to to generation. Thank God it still happens all over the place. But please God, may it do so on a larger scale. Did you catch that prayer? But please, Lord, may we love people more. May the, may the followers of Jesus not be known as the judgmentals, and the grumpies, and the people that are devoid of life. But may the followers of Jesus, you and I, be known as the people that no ifs, ands, or buts. You show up in our presence, we love you. Right? Amen. Just a word. Well done on behalf of me.
but I don't know. I don't know about strangers, but I know that you absolutely love this pastor. And so that that's a great litmus test. But like NT's prayer, oh, that we might love people like you love people, God. And then he ends the passage. Well, actually, he second to last when he says, "Be on your guard." What to be on your guard against? People that say that Jesus isn't fully God, fully man. People that say that Jesus doesn't rescue. People that say that Jesus doesn't love the least and the lost. People that say that Jesus isn't the only way. It's interesting. In this passage, we learn that love and tolerance are different. We are to be intolerant of people who don't know that God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son, that God was fully wrapped in flesh in Jesus the Christ. You think of Corinthians, the love chapter. Intolerance isn't patient. (laughs) Tolerance isn't patient. Tolerance is love. What John's been talking about. And then he ends with actually what I've been hearing for the last several weeks very, very much. Like a lot of you people have been coming up to me. And thank God I'm Presbyterian and I don't have to answer. It's the team of us that are leading this and taking each step together. So like I said, stop coming to me with your complaints. Come and tell us and pray for us. Okay. He ends with, I wish to be with you face to face. Isn't that a cup of water in this dry time in the desert of just being apart? I, like John, wish to be face to face. And it's going to be good. This is my plug right here, and I'll, I'll, I'll have this bleed into applications. Um, come next week, after the service, where we're face-to-face after the service. You, you guys were here for that Strawberry Fest? That was, I think, the largest attended service in the past, like, since I've been here. And it's because I'm not, I, I'm not messing around. It's because there's free strawberries. Right? Okay? There's going to be food next week, too. Make sure you show up next week. Make sure you show up at least at the bare minimum. Stick around the service after. And let's celebrate the Holy Spirit giving a birthday to followers of Jesus, the Christian church. Another application. Write. I always say this with Paul. I haven't said it yet with John. As I've been reading this for this week, I was, I was saying, that call is always there. 
Write a letter. Write a letter to somebody this week. Let them know what you think of them. Encourage them. Be diligent in staying away from false prophets. Be diligent in any voice that's pulling away from Jesus saving you or rescuing you. Be diligent at cutting those sources that draw you to evil off. See the beauty in this place. See the beauty in this church. I see that in this text. This is the beautiful bride. You and I, we're the beautiful bride of Jesus Christ. Good idea. Just look to, look to your right. Look to your left. Ask God to give you eyes to see that person like God sees them. C.S. Lewis says, be careful. Because if we see each other as God sees us, our first temptation will be to bow down and worship one another. That's how much love God has for each of you. And then my last but definitely not least of the applications is let's continue. Let's continue in walking out our love that received to us through Jesus the Christ. Let's continue to dive into this book. Let's continue to get time alone with Jesus the Messiah, the Rescuer. Look for his face at the Pacific Ocean. Look, look for his face and listen for his voice up in the mountains. Listen to him in the midst of the mundane. Amen and amen. As we continue to walk in, walk out our, our love for the God who first loved us. This is the part of the service where we offer our tithes and our offerings to the, the mission of this exodus, second exodus location called Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. This is where God uses our means and our resources to do his work through us. If you're at home listening to the podcast, mail your tithes and offerings to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And if you're here, leave your tithes and your offerings at one of the stations as you exit. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received. Well, if you look in your bulletin, you will see that there are some lyrics for the song, They'll Know We Are Christians By Our Love. I think you should be familiar with that old song. We're doing it in a, kind of a reggae feel today. 
sing along together. Here we go. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that all unity may one day be restored. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. And together we'll spread the news that God is in our land. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. We will work with each other. We will work side by side. We will work with each other. We will work side by side. And we'll guard each man's dignity and save each other's pride. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our Father, from whom all things come, and all praise to Christ Jesus, His only Son, and all praise to the Spirit who makes us one, and they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love, yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love, and they'll know we Christians by our love, by our love, yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Our Lord told us, all who are weary and heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. And that is the state that many of us feel. We're carrying burdens, we're weary. And so now we go to God in prayer with our concerns. Pray with me. Gracious God, you have called us to be the church of Jesus Christ. Keep us one in faith and service breaking bread together, and proclaiming the good news to the world so that all may know your love 
and turn to your ways. Pour your blessings on this church that it may grow in faith and love, becoming a symbol of hope in this community. Mighty God, you are sovereign over all the nations. Direct those who make, administer, and judge our laws, the President of the United States, Congress, and others in authority. Enable them to work in unity, setting aside political differences for the sake of together serving the people as they were elected to do. God of love, we have been told to love you with all our heart, mind, and strength, and our neighbors as ourselves. We ask that in your love you remove hate and prejudice from us and from all your people. Break down barriers of fear, suspicion, and hatred. Unite us in bonds of justice and peace. Eternal God, you are our hope in times of trouble. Today we pray for Israel and the ongoing conflict with Palestine. We pray for families who are caught in the crossfire of battle. We pray for our government and how it may respond. We pray for a coming together of the Israelis and Palestinians and a pathway to peace. We lift up the company of India as they continue to suffer with many COVID cases and deaths. We ask for help for the medical teams as they do their work with very sparse supplies. We pray for the sick who have limited hopes for recovery. We pray that vaccine may, made may be made available to protect those citizens from infection. We pray for charitable help and support from other nations. And Lord, we pray that you remove this disease from our weary world. We give thanks that now we are in the yellow tier, and we pray that as time goes by, we may see some more of our old normal routines return. Guide all who are making decisions about opening up our communities and businesses. We pray for healthy communities. Compassionate God, your Son gives rest to those with heavy burdens. Heal the sick in body, mind, and spirit. Lift up the discouraged. Befriend those who grieve. Comfort the anxious. Stand with victims of abuse and violence. Uphold those who live with addictions. Fill us all with your Holy Spirit that we may bear each other's burdens and be your hands in time of trouble. O oh Lord, you are the bread of life and you nourish and sustain our souls. We give thanks for who you are and offer our whole selves to you through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread 
and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Excellent. Once again, thank you for coming out. And those on the podcast, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for being on this crazy train called Love With Me. And uh, would you please stand uh, to receive this morning's benediction. And I hope to see a bunch of you out here next week. First, picnic. And then after that, walking around the neighborhood praying. But receive this benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen. Thank you.